Welcome to the Watoto Church Podcast. Prepare your heart as we explore scripture and delve into the Word of God. Father, your Word is truth. Your Word is life. Your Word gives us hope. Your Word heals us spiritually and in every aspect of our lives. Here we are, ready to hear your Word, your word right now. Speak to us by your Holy Spirit. In Jesus' name, and everybody says, Amen. Amen. So, in the first, not, not in the first, but in the past four weeks, we have dug deeper into our theme for this year. Can we say it together? What is it? Come on, let's say it with confidence, more confidence. Awesome God. Do it again. We draw that that theme, the theme for our for this year, awesome God, do it again, out of the book of Habakkuk. Habakkuk was a prophet who had some conversations with God. So in that book he wrote, he was asking God questions about the nation of Israel, the people of Judah. Because they were unfaithful, Habakkuk was asking God, will they ever be punished? Will you do something about this? And God responds to him and tells him, yes, I will punish them. But God tells him, I'm going to use the Babylonian army, the non-Jews, to punish my people. And Habakkuk says to God, no, you can't do that. They are more wicked than us. You can't use a wicked nation to punish your people. And so God's response, God's response to him again was that, Habakkuk, I will punish the Babylonians. And at that point, Habakkuk then busts into worship. In chapter 3, verse 2, this is what he said to God as his response to him. Lord, I have heard of your fame. I stand in awe of your deeds. Your mighty deeds, your miraculous deeds. Lord, repeat them in our day, in our time. Make your deeds, your mighty works known. Because you're the same yesterday, today, and forever. You performed miracles yesterday, are able to perform miracles in our day. And that is our prayers, Watoto Church. That God will do mighty things, miraculous things, will do wonders through Watoto Church, not for the glory of Watoto Church, but for the glory of God. But also, the same God who we are asking to do mighty things, wonders through Watoto Church, we are asking God to do mighty things in your life, for your life, through your life, for His glory. Today we are coming to the conclusion of our sermon series on awesome God. And we've looked at a number of um, attributes, qualities of God. We can't exhaust the qualities of God because that would make God exhaustible. He is inexhaustible. So we, but when we began, we, we saw that God is awesome because he's all powerful. God is awesome because he's all-knowing. God is powerful. He's awesome rather because he's ever-present. And God 
is wholesome because he is perfectly good. We have, we have a degree of goodness in us, but I tell you what, we are, uh, we are not as perfectly good as God is. Come on, give the Lord a hand clap for praise. And so as we conclude those teachings, we want to look at another attribute, another quality of God that shows us that he is awesome. Are you ready to hear what it is? Come on, I need a witness. Are you ready to hear what it is? Oh, this is what it is. Awesome God, he never changes. Awesome God, he never changes. So, in 2003, I bought a phone. It was the first time I owned a mobile phone. And it was a Siemens, I think German made. So that phone had an aerial. I remember the color, it was black. It changed my life. I was connected. I joined the class of the connected people. I mean... So whenever I met people who had mobile phones, I also had mine. And I would pull it out and uh, to talk to people. Of course, it was a basic phone that only served two purposes. It helped me call people and receive calls from people and send messages. Oh, since then... Technology has changed so much that today we have smartphones. My phone then was not smart, but this one here is so smart that I can do my banking on it. I can attend meetings. I can organize meetings on it. I can connect with people on Facebook, on WhatsApp, on Snapchat, on Viber, by the way, also know the social media platforms. <laughs> Let me tell you something. We are living in a world that is changing so fast that it is hard to keep up. Things are changing everywhere. Cultures are changing. People are changing. Relationships are changing. There's a lot of change in the business world. Organizations are changing. I mean, even here at Watoto Church, five or six years ago, we did not have an online service. Who ever thought we would have an, on an online service? But it happened. We Today we have people joining us online. They're attending service. That is change. But here's the thing. Change comes with anxiety, it comes with stress, it comes with fear, it, come, it can come with confusion. For example, you've all heard about artificial intelligence. It's making people nervous. People are wondering, will I ever have a job? You know why? Because we, there are some things that we want to be stable. We want to have a stable family. We want to have a stable marriage. We, we want to have stable friends. We want to have stable relationships. We want to have a stable and secure employment. We want to have a stable and secure source of income. We want to have a stable climate. So this morning, 
uh, I think last night, my wife sent me a message, forwarded a message to me from someone else talking about, you know, global warming. And that person says, we're going to experience extreme weather. And the person said, look, what you need to do is don't eat. Stop eating meat. Because meat contains protein. And protein can raise your metabolism, your body temperature. I said, what? I need protein. I need protein in my body to build up my muscles. I need it. I mean, to be healthy. I said, no, I think I'm not going to listen to that. But there's, I think they're vegetarian. <laughs> the fact is, things change. And we change. Some of you think you're still young. You're not young anymore. <laughs> hey, some of you, a number of years ago, did not have wrinkles on your cheeks, on your face. But you have wrinkles today. You have changed. Some of you don't like loud music anymore. That is a sign that you have changed. I mean, I also have gray hair now. You can't see it because I shaved my head. Not to hide my gray hair, but I just want to. It's convenient for me. I don't need to take time, spend time on combing. Okay. <laughs> but I tell you what, friend. As everything around us changes and it is subject to change, there is one person who will never change. And that is the living God, the true God, the creator of the heavens and the earth. He is the same yesterday, today, and forever. Our God will never change. He is the unchanging God in the changing world. Because that is who he is. That is the nature of God. He never changes. James. Chapter 1 verse 17 says this. About God. Whatever is good. And perfect is a gift coming down to us from God, our Father, who created the lights in the heavens, the galaxies, the sun and the moon, and all the, sky, all the stars. He, God, never changes or casts a shifting shadow. You know, a shadow moves according to the direction of the sun. Nothing will change our God. No situation, no circumstance will change our God. Nothing that is happening in our world today. The craziness that we see in the world today will never change who our God is. In Malachi chapter 3, from verse, to, verse 6 to 7. God told the Israelites who had become disobedient and unfaithful to him that I, the Lord, do not change. So you, the descendants of Jacob, are not destroyed. Ever since the time of your ancestors, you have turned away from my decrees and have not kept them. Return to me and I will return to you, says the Lord Almighty. You see, the Israelites deserved God's wrath. They deserved God's judgment. They deserved rejection from God. But God, 
Because he is patient. Because he is loving. Because he's compassionate. Because he is kind. Because he is merciful. Because he, he is gracious. Did not turn his back on the Israelites. He did not judge them according to how they deserved. Instead he said, come back to me. Return to me. That is the nature of our God. He is awesome because he never changes. Listen to me right now. Maybe you're online or you're attending this service physically. God says to you, come back to me. Maybe you have been running away from God. God says, stop running away from me. Come back to me. Return to me. I want to have a relationship with you. I love you. I care for you. I have a future for you. So today, return to God. Come back to God. So since God never changes, and that is his nature, that means his word, <laughs> the word that comes out of, out of his mouth never changes. It never changes. So when Balak, the Moabite king, begged Balaam and tried to bribe him, Balaam was the non-Israelite prophet. So Balak, the Moabite king, begged him and tried to, tried to beg him to curse the Israelites. God told Balaam, the prophet, to deliver this message to Balak. And this is, what, this is what God told Balaam to tell Balak. God is not a human that he should lie. God is not a human being that he should change his mind. Does he speak and then not act? Does he promise and not fulfill? Of course, the answer is no. And God, so Balak, Balak then concludes his message. Balaam rather concludes his message to Balak by saying this, I have received a command from who? From the Lord to bless the Israelites. They were on their way to the promised land through the land of Moab. God has blessed them. He has blessed and I cannot change it. No one can change God. Listen to me. The only person in whom we are secure is God. The only person in whom we will experience true security, true stability is God. Because we, there are some things who want to be stable, but those things can change. God is our source of security. His word never changes because the awesome God never changes. Isaiah 40 verse 8 says this. In fact, yeah, it's just the prophet speaking. Yes, grass withers and flowers fade, but the word of our God endures forever. God's word will never change. We live in a world today that has embraced moral relativism. And moral relativism is the idea that Everybody defines what is good and what is bad. 
You have the right to define what is, what is right and what is wrong. What is right before God and wicked before God. Can I tell you something, ladies and gentlemen? The word of God has defined what is right and what is wrong. The word of God has defined what is good and what is evil. The word of God has defined what is ungodly and what is godly. The word of God, the word of God has defined what honors God and what dishonors God. And that is undebatable. You can say whatever you want. You can accept it or reject it. But the truth is, God has said it. And so it never changes. You had better obey. May I also say to you, that if God has given you a word, oh, if he, has, if he has given you a promise, hang on to it, cling to it. The God, if it is God who has spoken to you, he will fulfill it. And now, let me speak to everybody, including myself. You know, when you read the word of God, you're not reading Calvin or Willis words. You're reading God's word. The unchanging God's word. So when God says to you, when you're reading the scriptures, I will never leave you, I will never forsake you, believe it. When you're reading the Bible, what the Bible says, and the Bible says that I know the plans I have for you. You believe that as God's word to you. When you read the word of God and it tells you, hey, put off the old nature. Live as the child of blood, as the child of light. Believe that word and, and, be, and, and obey it and put it into practice. Because there is life in the word of God. The word of God changes us for the best, not just for the better. Can I tell you something? Ooh, let's put our hope in the word of God. Let's build our lives. Let's build our future. Let's build our marriages. Let's, let's build our relationships. Let's build our character. Let's build Uganda. Let's build our community. Come on, the world needs to build. The world, the world should be built on the end. Enduring, reliable, dependable, trustworthy of trustworthy word of God. Because people say one thing today and they change it. You've heard people say, Take me at my take me at my word. But many times we don't fulfill what we say to other people. We don't, we don't deliver on our promises. God is not like us. Ooh, whatever God says is true. Whatever promises he has made be are true. Praise be to the name of our God. Wow. So, God never changes. Because that's who he is. In fact, Jesus said this in Matthew. Can you just show it on the screen? Matthew chapter 24. About the word of God. About his words. Heaven and earth will pass away, but my words will never pass away. Opinions of the people will pass away, but the word of God will never. Whose word will you believe? Let's believe the word of God. 
Secondly and lastly, because God never changes, the awesome God never changes, his plan never changes. Whatever God sets out to do, he will carry it out and nobody will stop him. This is what Paul says in Ephesians 4, from verse 1, rather from verse 4 to 13. Even before he met the world, God loves us and loved us and chose us in Christ to be holy and without fault in his eyes. We were made right by God even before the world was created. God decided in advance to adopt us into his own family by bringing us to himself through Jesus Christ. This is what he wanted to do. And it gave him great pleasure. So we praise God for the glorious grace he has poured out on us who belong to his dear son. He's so rich in kindness and grace that he purchased our freedom with the blood of his son and forgave our sins. He has showered his kindness on us along with all wisdom and understanding. God has now revealed to us his mysterious will regarding Christ, which is to fulfill his own good plan. And this is the plan. At the right time, he will bring everything together under the authority of Christ. Everything in heaven and on earth. Furthermore, because we are united with Christ, we have received an inheritance from God because we have been adopted into God's family. For he chose us in advance and he makes everything work out according to his plan. Our plans can change, but God's plan will never change. God's purpose was that we Jews, who are the first to trust in Christ, would bring praise and glory to God. And now you Gentiles, not Jews, have also had the truth. The good news that God saves you. And when you believed in Christ, he identified you as his own by giving you the Holy Spirit, whom he promised long ago. The Spirit is God's guarantee, God's deposit, God's down payment that he will give us the inheritance he promised and that he has purchased us to be his own people. He did this so we would praise and glorify him. Give me a moment. It's hot here. Okay, the weather is hot because of the climate change, but the power of God the anointing of the Holy Spirit is also hot. <laughs> I love that. Wow. <laughs> you know, we can, have, we can have fun in church, not so. Okay, let me go to, let me go to my last point. <laughs> what is the plan that Paul is talking about in Ephesians? That will never change. God has a plan to bring everything under the authority of Christ. God has a plan to make Jesus the Lord of everything. The Lord of everyone and everything in the world and also in heaven. Do you know Jesus as your Lord? Listen, you had better give your life to Jesus. Voluntarily make him your Lord, the Lord of your life. And serve him as your Lord out of a relationship with him.
A day is coming when everybody will be obliged, required, mandated to bow before Jesus and confess that he is the Lord and Lord of all. Because Paul says he has been exalted to the highest place in heaven and given the name above all names. Now, there are great names here on earth. There are great names in history. There are great names in this world. But no name of anybody is above all names. There is only one name that is above all names. It is the name of Jesus, the Lord of Lords, and the King of Kings. What a privilege to serve him. Hallelujah. Can I tell you something? That Christ will reign forever. And we will reign with him. Because Paul says we are co-heirs with him. We have an inheritance. Parents know what it means to leave, for, to leave an inheritance for your child. God has an inheritance for us. What is it? It's not only eternal life. Some of you are waiting to receive eternal life in heaven. You already have eternal life if you're born again. If you're a follower of Christ. But the inheritance that we are looking forward to is the kingdom of God. Where Jesus will reign as the king of kings and we will reign with him. This is what Revelation, John in a vision, says this about Jesus reigning. The seventh angel sounded his trumpet. And there were loud voices in heaven which said, The kingdom of the world has become the kingdom of our Lord and of his Messiah, and he will reign forever and ever, forever and ever, forever and ever, and we will reign with him forever. That's the future that God has for us. Will you embrace that future by giving your life to Jesus? And don't turn your back on God. Stick to God. Be a stickable person. Be a person who clings to God because there's a better future for us. I know some of us have accomplished many things here on earth. Some of us have great titles. We have great positions in organizations, in society. We have names, but I tell you what, that is nothing compared to what God has for us in store. Hey, God has planned that everything will come under the authority of Jesus. And those who believe in Jesus will reign with Christ forever. He is our God, the awesome God is the unchanging God in a changing world. That is who he is. Come on, let's give him a hand clap of praise. Hallelujah. Thank you for listening. We hope this encourages you to step into the new. Tune in next time as we delve into the word of God. For comments and feedback or counseling, write to connect at watertochurch.com. Hey, hey,